0: And so, as I said in our introduction, we're going to be hearing from a number of One Hopers this morning, sharing testimonies or stories of faith or stories of what God's done in their life over this lockdown period. And immediately when I think of testimonies, I think of Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23 going on. This is what it said. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful and let us consider such a deliberate word consider let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works not neglecting to meet together as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching and so when i think of testimonies I think of of this verse, how we consider, how we stop and think about, how we stir one another up, how we encourage one another, how we remind each other of the faithfulness of God, of the hope that we have in God, of the discipline that we receive in God. And so especially over the season where we've been physically unable to gather together, we haven't not wanted to meet together, but we've been unable to do it in a very unusual season of church history. Even more, we need to hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering. The hope that we have for He who promised is faithful and we stir each other up. So as One Hopers share their testimonies this morning, my prayer is that the Holy Spirit will stir our hearts to practically consider, Lord, what is it you want me to do? Loving. How do I I love better? What good works is it that you've stored up that you want me to? to do. And would these stories this morning, stir our hearts and provoke us to more in the name of Jesus. Let's, let's watch together. Throughout the past couple
1: of years and my walk with God in general, I've loved it when I've seen something shift from head to heart knowledge. And it's just such a beautiful thing when something actually finally sort of sinks in uh, and becomes a part of, of who you are. And so during lockdown, for me, I would say what has shifted from head to heart knowledge is the power of prayer and how wonderful it actually is. It's always been something that I've reached out to. Uh, It's not been completely unfamiliar to me, but it has never really to the same extent been such a major response. Um, Now, when I'm joyful, I'll think to thank God Uh, or when I'm worried and something is incredibly stressful, I think to reach out to him and ask him to sustain me. And so I'm just grateful because beginning of lockdown my sister went went back um to zim and so for at least three of the past six months when i haven't been living with someone else or someone hasn't been living here and i've been completely by myself it's been a a lonely time it's been a different time um and for those of you who know me who know that i'm such an extroverted person i love to be around people Um, that time has been quite a challenge i'm not going to lie um But what what it's then done is actually made that sort of knee-jerk response uh, a thing Um, with prayer. I've actually really been able to reach out to God all the time because I haven't physically got someone around me. And so, yes, it's been a lonelier time, but the peace and the sustainability uh, that's been highlighted to me through prayer, during the time, I I would not trade anything for it. I would go through another six months of of being slightly lonelier than I usually would be uh, to have that sort of thing sink from head to heart. Um, and also just seeing the power of prayer in in Alpha as well. I'm very privileged to be leading a group there and to be seeing what God is doing in, in the hearts of the people in my group. It's just been awesome. And, and to be praying for, for them and actually be asking God to really uh, work in their lives and then have... Um, like literally after praying for them have someone message me or even during my prayer time for them have them reach out to me it's just highlighted to me that how much god uses our prayers like how important our prayers are to him and that i find incredibly humble of god to to be so aware of and so grateful for our prayers and i'm just incredibly grateful for the fact that god listens to us and that i can be talking to him all the time Because without it, I wouldn't be sustained the way that I am.
2: Hello, One Hope family. Um, It's really cool to... Actually, it's not cool to be in front of the camera. I'm lying. (laughs) It's really awkward. (laughs) Um, But it's good to put ourselves in uncomfortable situations sometimes. Some people might only know me as the person typically behind a a camera taking pictures awkwardly, um, sneaking in the aisles at church. Uh, So I'm a photographer by profession. At the end of last year, I made the decision to focus from the commercial side to the wedding side, um, but I didn't 100% know what that looked like. I wasn't very vocal about it, but I think I'd, it was very important to me that my business was run by God. Um, and I had this idea of what that would look like. So this year, I I obviously, I think like most people, had a plan for this year and, and then COVID happened and <laughs> that, that plan is, yeah, it's gone. I wanted to be second shooting for weddings during this time and um, I had a few lined up and then COVID came and washed that all away and I landed up having to go back to Port Elizabeth for the initial part of lockdown, which is a whole testimony in its own, <laughs> um, but God did a lot there. In that time, God kind of showed me how when I'd set up my Gant images beforehand, it had nothing to do with him. He hadn't been a part of the process of coming up with a name or the logo. He, I had kind of come up with this business and, and told God he needed to do something with what I'd done. And he kind of, during this time, told me, hold up, Megs. Um, we're going to do this step by step together. Um, we're going to come up with a name together. We're going to come up with a logo together. And it was a long process. It, it, I think it's always a long process coming up with those parts of a business. Um, but me, who prefers things to kind of happen on the fly, um, wasn't enjoying it that much. Uh, but God was really faithful and sent some cool people along uh, to help me with that. Yeah, so God spoke through scripture. He spoke through images that he gave me and words that he gave to other people. He helped me come up with a new name and risen son was the name we we chose, he chose, we chose. Um, And he gave me an image for the logo. And then in the following couple of months, we've had these really amazing sermons about how we are on this mission for God, what our purpose is, uh, where we find purpose, what our motivation behind what we do is um, and there's a really awesome poem uh, that i love only one life twill soon be past. only what's done for christ will last and i started to think like okay so you know mission work like i went on zim mission last year and like okay i need to be doing more of that but you know this year that wasn't happening and um and alpha came up and i thought you're okay so this is it like dedicating to this and what god's come in and kind of started showing me is that it's not there's not only one way we can do something for Christ. Our purpose doesn't need to look the specific churchy way of you know working for the church or selling everything and going and moving to some African country or something. It's it's about in where you are, bringing glory to God. There was a, a sermon I think that Jordan or Jono did to uh, I think two years ago in student camp, um, and it would quoted. Uh, the Desiring God slogan, um, which is John Piper's ministry thing. And it says, God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. And what God's done during this lockdown time of um, these amazing like, church at home sermons and just the prayer meetings together and with Alpha and everything kind of going on, he started to show me that there's not this one way that we can bring in glory. There's multiple different ways, and it's going to be so individual and so specific to each of us. So for me, in my love story photography, I'm going to be bringing Him glory in some specific way. I don't even know completely (laughs) yet what it is. I'm still in the process. I'm still um, just saying, yes, Lord, and taking each little step as it goes. Um, But I think the biggest thing that God's been teaching me is we don't need to box Him in. As Paulo says, we, we, we can expect a lot more from God, and I have a lot more peace. Um, for those who've known me a couple of years will know that I used to be a highly anxious person. Um, I used to be on sedatives three times a day, um, and I recently, with doing photo shoots again now that that's allowed, I've taken on some jobs that I didn't pray about and definitely weren't God-led. They were just financially good ideas to take on these jobs. One of them um, happened on this specific road and a shoot I did a week later happened on that exact same road. The other one was definitely a God-led thing. Um, the first one was a a bank account-led thing. <laughs> um, and when I left this first shoot, I remember driving back around the road and uh, the whole time I was just thinking about getting home and crying in my bed. Um, it wasn't that the shoot had necessarily gone badly. The client likes the pictures. It was just this, this overall feeling of like, (laughs) and a week later, um, driving that exact same road, coming back from the shoot that God had led, I just had this peace. I had this, just this awareness of God in the space of the spirit had been there. He'd been bringing this peace over it. There was, there was so much more beauty, even though physically it looks the same. <laughs> He's put us on this earth to bring Him glory in the most beautiful way. This not egotistical way at all. It's, it's ultimately beautiful and it, it does bring us satisfaction when we're working for His glory and not our own. Um, I hope this has been able to encourage someone. And I love you all and I'm so excited to see you. Bye.
3: Hi, good morning One Hope. Uh, my name Peter and this is my wife Roz. Um, we um, were privileged to be invited into one of the One Hope Life groups during lockdown which gave us the experience and the the joy of being able to share in fellowship on a, on a Sunday even through the, the zoom meetings um, and made made the services a lot more real than they would otherwise have been
4: and Wednesday groups
3: yes and, and the, the Wednesday Life group which was which was an important part of it we then you know, were encouraged through the the church's Alpha program to to think about hosting a group.
4: Yeah, that was amazing because um, although Pete and I have both done Alpha before and hosted before, this time has been unlike any other and obviously there are some very obvious reasons why it's different being online. Um, But also for us in particular, three things stood out as to how this experience of Alpha has really brought us closer to God in so many ways and um, first way I feel is that um, it's, we've had this amazing support base. Uh, you guys and the prayer teams. And the second thing is we got to invite who we wanted to have as guests. And the third thing was it was in our own home. I'm just going to talk about the first thing. Uh, the support has been phenomenal. I, like I said, I've done Alpha before but never had this kind of structured team base, base camp that clock in with us. They help us prepare really thoroughly, help us, guide us with communications and there's also um, a debrief and just so much practical support but above all this whole um, prayer body which goes beyond the team, their prayer partners we've had specifically for each group and the general prayer group, we really appreciate all your prayers. And I could list a lot of answers that have already come up through the course. And I know that your prayers count. And I just want to really give testimony to that because that has just been amazing. And it's continuing to be amazing.
3: I'm sure many of you also can, can relate to the, the, the fear and nervousness of inviting your friends that don't come to church to, to an Alpha course. As I said, we were very encouraged by our, our life group to, to go forth and conquer, which we did. And very pleasantly surprised by the, the number of responses we got back. We um, had friends that were quite clearly atheist and and had no no shame in asserting that that view to others that were just challenged by their by their by their faith you know, either with the idea of going to church or a relationship with Jesus or some other element that they weren't comfortable with so we managed to pull together a group of about fourteen of us and um, you know we're five weeks in and it's so we've managed to keep keep everyone on board so far.
4: Yeah, and that brings us to the third real aspect of Alpha this this time that has changed for us. And, and that's being able to host in our own home. I know originally the plan was everything was online and many of the Alpha groups have continued to meet online. But just before the green light and we've, before you set off to start, the regulations changed and it allowed us the possibility to host physically in our space. and. The things that are brought out of that, one, uh, friends that would not have signed up to an online Alpha course did sign up, so that was a, an answer to prayer. And secondly, being able to host in our own home was an answer to prayer in multiple other ways. So last time we did Alpha, our children became a little bit resentful about our absence and going away to church and being away from them. And not only this time have we not had to leave our home, but they've become active participants. They've been amazing at hosting and getting their home ready and helping us cook and prepare. And we feel also that it's really added value to the guests, that they've been able to come to a place that they're familiar with and not a church, somewhere where they know that they're welcome and they're loved. And people have really come to the party. They've brought food. It's just amazing. I think real gods provided because we've never run out of food. We have never like you know completely collapsed in spite of power cuts and a few computer glitches it's always been amazingly smooth and being in our own home i think really helps with that so all in all it's just been a fantastic experience
3: yeah and i think it's, I mean, it's important we we have to keep telling ourselves um, that you know this is god's work and not ours the um we, we don't we're not necessarily seeing any change in in people's views and, and again that's why it's important that that we see our role as, as hosts, as facilitators, as, as introducing people to a debate which we're very grateful for the fact that they've continued to debate and, and engage. There's been no shortage of good natured engagement on the videos. So whether it, you know, whether it be criticism or other commentary on, on, the, on, the, on what's, been, what's been discussed or what's been presented. Roz has been very good at, at shepherding people through some of the important questions that, that, uh, that the books have facilitated or that the guide has, has given us, but it, it, often the debate has, has gone well beyond that to people's fundamental challenges with, with being a Christian, which has been um, wonderful for us to be a part
2: of.
4: Yeah, so thanks guys for all your support. Thanks for the prayers. The conversations continue well beyond our Wednesday evenings. Uh, We have a WhatsApp group with the guests and really just pray for your continued support and ask that you know you really are encouraged by our story. Thanks very much.
5: Thank you. Hi One Hope family and friends, I didn't think I'd be back this side of the camera again so soon but I really want to share some of the amazing things that God has done during lockdown and during this year. At the beginning of this year I was working for One Hope two days a week doing design, media, communications and I took some time really trusting God to give me vision for this year and I specifically remember praying that he would use our online platforms that he would use our YouTube channel, our social media to reach wider than just Stellenbosch and I'm so grateful for what he has been doing in Stellenbosch all along but this was just something that was brewing in my heart So you can just imagine our team's response when they heard about this innocent little prayer soon after lockdown. Um, When lockdown happened, church had to move online and suddenly our YouTube channel and our online communications became the center focus of the way that we do church. We started hearing stories of people watching in Zimbabwe, people watching in Wales, people watching in Australia, testimonies of family and friends who would never come to church who tuned in every week. So I'm just amazed at all the amazing things that God has been doing in this season using this online platform to reach wider than what we would have been able to do otherwise. At the same time, I'm really looking forward to being back with you all again. I've been a freelancer for many years and always juggling different jobs. So when lockdown hit, some of my first thoughts were honestly I can finally catch my breath, but I quickly realized that's not the case. All my jobs had to shift online with a pace that I've never experienced before. While other people were saying they've got so much time to figure out their hobbies and bake banana bread, I was working really late nights and um, trying to figure out new ways to do things, trying to take business online, um, trying to take church online and it was very exhilarating but it became quite hectic. I was really enjoying the challenges of doing all these new ways of business and church online but at the same time I think I was closer to burnout than what I realized and I was just in quite a desperate place and about three or four months into lockdown i felt like i really couldn't do it anymore Um, i remember telling paul one day that i think i'm losing my faith i don't know what's going on this is all really getting too much at that time we started talking about doing alpha online i had to put the alpha conference in the newsletter So i thought well i have to go to this online conference anyway so let me quickly sign up i sign up for the conference and five minutes later while i'm busy putting it into the newsletter i get a call and this lady says hi i'm from alpha have you heard about our conference (laughs) i was blown away she said she just wanted to encourage me and um, tell me about the conference so i knew god wanted me to be at this conference and i decided to set the day before the conference aside to pray specifically that He would prepare my heart, that He would speak to me, and also at the same time to pray about my job, and the different things that I'm busy with, um, trying to figure out some direction. So I prayed that morning, and one of the first things that happened that day was I got a message from Paul saying that he'd like to meet about work. We zoomed, and to my great surprise, he offered me a full-time position on this staff at One Hope. Doing media, doing all of these things that I'm really excited about. I was really excited about this opportunity, but at the same time, I was nervous about leaving my freelance work behind, um, finishing up with other clients that I've walked a very long road with. So I had a lot to think about going into this conference. The next two days, the entire focus of this conference was evangelism on the digital frontier. So it honestly felt like someone had organized a conference just to explain to me the amazing potential of this job that I've just been offered. It was incredibly inspiring to see all of the amazing things that God has been doing through Church Online and through Alpha Online across the globe. Soon afterwards, I joined the team full-time. Being able to work on Church Online and Alpha Online and work with this incredible team of amazing people full-time has been such a rewarding experience. I can clearly see now that God knew exactly what needed to change in my life to bring me to a place of hope, to bring me back to a place where I feel positive and excited about what I do and where work is not this all-consuming heavy thing but something light and joyful and something that really fulfills some of the desires that I've had in my heart for a long time working on Alpha online has been an incredibly rewarding and exciting journey seeing how he's changing people's lives running an Alpha group with a new friend who did Alpha earlier this year with us, also online. Um, it's just amazing to see the things that God is doing in One Hope at the moment and how life sometimes felt like it was on hold during lockdown. God's plan is never on hold. He knows exactly what He's doing. He knows exactly what we need. He knows exactly how to lift us out of a dark place and bring us back to walking in his light working on these sermons every week has been such an eye-opening and inspiring experience to see the amount of hours that goes into each sermon um, the amount of prayer the amount of thought i really want to commend all our online preachers during the season ordinary people who have such a heart for the church that they would pour hours and hours of preparation, prayer, thoughtful consideration into these messages and then figure out how to sit in a room on their own, talking to a camera like I'm doing now um, and trying to share a message um, of what God has placed on their heart. Thank you to each one of you, your sincere and humble sacrifices has invested so much in our lives as we have gathered online in the season and so i'm looking forward to what else god is going to do in lockdown as we start exploring things like live streaming maybe soon um yeah stay tuned Um, god is still at work if i can leave you with one thought it's that god sees you and he sees your situation he knows exactly what you need and trust him he will provide